if you're giving your affiliates codes and they're getting paid on a percentage of the sales based on the usage of those codes, if those codes lead to coupon extensions, all of a sudden, you're going to be cutting a much larger check to your affiliate than they really have earned because it's the coupon extension that's sharing the code, not the affiliate. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SyncSpider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops podcast. And today I would like to welcome Kathleen Booth from Clean.io. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Norbert. It's great to great. be here. Yeah, great to have you. Thank you very much for joining. Um, you have a great SaaS application, but you will tell us a bit more about that. So Clean.io is a digital engagement security platform to help you take the ownership of digital engagements um, you have with your users uh, to protect the experience, your brand, and your revenue. So this is what the website states. But tell us a bit more about that. Sure. So I, you know, everybody listening, I'm sure, is aware that you know our world is, has been changing for quite some time, but even more so in the last year. And so many businesses now are being forced to do business online and to interact with their customers online. In e-commerce, that's always been true, but it's. I think even more companies are venturing into the online realm. And as they do that, the interactions or the engagements that we have with our customers, in some cases that maybe used to be in a brick and mortar location, now they're all happening digitally. And so, you know, if if you believe that the currency of all businesses is trust, that we're all selling trust and, and that that's the most important thing to establish in order to be successful, then in order to, you know, the, the foundation of a of a trustful relationship with your customers is creating a safe, secure, and and positive way to interact with them online. That's where it really starts. And so that's why we help our customers make sure that the digital engagements they have with their customers, their users, and their audiences are safe and secure so that the brand can protect its brand reputation, its revenue, and its and the user experience. Cool. And, and how can I use Clean.io? What, what do I need to have so I could start using it? So for e-commerce uh, companies, we have a very specific product called Clean Cart which is currently a Shopify Plus private app. Uh, it's just come out of beta. So we're just really launching out into the world. And uh, that specific product helps online retailers prevent coupon extensions, uh, such as Honey or Capital One Shopping. Those are two of the more famous ones. Prevents them from auto-injecting discount codes at checkout. So going back to our digital engagement security kind of theme, we really believe that the business should have control over the code that executes on its site and should also have control over its discount codes. And so that's what we help companies do. Awesome. Um, how did you get into e-commerce? Ah, well, I owned a digital marketing agency for 11 years. And I had a lot of clients in a lot of different industries, um, you know, and e-commerce, of course, being one of them. And when I sold my agency, 
I spent a little bit of time working in cybersecurity and a little bit of time uh, working in another agency that that sort of I was marketing to marketers and and clean.io is a very unique place because it has aspects of cybersecurity you know in the sense that we control help you control the code that executes on your site but we're we're selling to marketers and I'm, I've spent my entire career marketing and selling to marketers it's it's a it's a an audience of people that I love I'm a marketer um, and so this for me was a very unique opportunity to combine e-commerce with cybersecurity and and marketing to marketers. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I have seen you have two master degrees, <laughs> one in international business and marketing and the other one in international politics. Um, what skills have you taken from the master degree in international politics? This is a great question. So I do have a very unusual career for yeah. someone who is a VP of marketing. I spent my first, gosh, 10 to 12 years of my career in international development consulting. Um, and I specifically was working with de um, developing country governments on how to contract out management of their water services. And, and what that has to do with marketing is about halfway through that career, I started to see that a lot of the projects I was working on were falling apart because of poor communication. And, and the result of that poor communication was a lack of support amongst a lot of the different stakeholders for these massive public sector reforms. And mm -hmm. so about halfway through that, politics career, I started focusing on helping governments build support through strategic communications for these large projects. And, and then when I decided to get married and have children, I couldn't keep traveling all over the world with babies. And so I, my husband and I started our marketing agency. And, you know, really, that was a great transition back into marketing because marketing is really all about you know, strategic communications and how you get your message out and how you understand the needs and wants and challenges of your audience. Oh, yeah, I understand. I own an, 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 an marketing agency myself. So um, I, I know that there is also a lot of politics needed <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, to, to really cover that. Great. Um, what do you think uh, sets Clean.io uh, clean apart from your competitors? Or do you even have competitors in that space? So you know, we have two products. We do have another product that's an advertising technology product, and, yeah. and we have like some very well-established competitors there. Mm -hmm. When it comes to our e-commerce product, Clean Cart, um, you know, there are some other companies that that do some of what we do, uh, but they're like maybe more cybersecurity, and this happens to be a part of their cybersecurity solution. I think, to my knowledge, we're the first and only company that's really gone after just this very specific problem and um, and really tried to start deeply understanding the needs of our audience. And so that's why we started with just Shopify Plus for right now, because we really wanted to understand deeply the needs of, of in this case, Shopify Plus merchants. And we also wanted to develop a proof of concept for what happens when you do stop start blocking coupon injections because there are a lot of merchants that think that coupon extensions such as Honey and Capital One Shopping are good for their business. And so we really needed to be able to get in and work with enough customers and have data on what does this do to your conversion rates? What does this do to your profit margins? So that we could then tell that story and start to expand to a broader base of merchants. And so that's kind of where we are today. We've come out of private beta. We have about Gosh, I think our 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 script is on. It's like thirty to forty different um, e-commerce websites, 
And so we have some fantastic data now about really uh, the impact of coupon extensions as well as the impact of blocking them. Mm -hmm. What kind of unwanted behavior um, um, have you seen over the years? So what what is the problem here? We have a lot of listeners um, that are fresh into e-commerce and they do not even maybe understand the problem. Yeah. what can happen. And so it would be interesting to know what have you seen and what could be um, yeah, a problem or a blocker. Sure. So it's, if you are not very familiar with coupon extensions, do not feel bad. Because what I've come to learn is that even some of the most experienced e-commerce merchants don't really understand how these extensions work. A lot of people listening might be familiar with these as, as a shopper. You know, you go to, if you use Google Chrome, for example, you go yep. to the Chrome store and you get these uh, Chrome extensions. They're, they live in your browser. And the way they work for shoppers is you go to an e-commerce website, you pick out the products you want to buy, they, you put them in your shopping cart. And when you get to your shopping cart, uh, the extension pops up and says, we have these 10 coupons. Would We think we can save you, for example, 20% off. Would you like us to try them? And of course... What shopper wouldn't press the button and say yes because they want to save money? It makes all the sense in the world. And, and when I came into this role, I, I was using those extensions and, and, was, and thought they were great. What I've since come to learn and appreciate is that the way these extensions work is if I'm using it and I am a customer of your e-commerce business, and let's say I'm a loyal customer, and let's say I've subscribed to your newsletter and you send me a code that's 10% off for subscribing to our newsletter. You know, as a business, you create that code specifically to reward people who've taken a very particular action. Um, if I have that extension present in my browser and I manually type that code into your site to take advantage of the discount you've given me, what the browser extension does is it scrapes the code I've typed in and then it shares it with everybody. And okay. it's doing this with all codes. So... You know, there are some codes that you as a business are probably fine with anybody having. You publicize them widely. It's not a problem. But where this gets really frightening is, you know, now that we have all this data we're taking in, we see codes like Military Hero 20, which is geared towards somebody who's serving in the military, um, or employee discount codes, uh, you know, that sometimes are up to 50 to 80% off. And they're oh, being wow. shared more broadly. My CEO, when he speaks to e-commerce merchants, he'll go to their website first and test Honey and, and Capital One Shopping to see what the extent of the problem is. And in more than one occasion, he has found websites where he's been able to get 100% off of his purchase. So for example, in one case, a merchant had... A, it was a, a well-known men's clothing brand and they had a discount code good for $75 off your purchase, but they neglected to set a minimum amount for the purchase. And so if you made six purchases of $75, you'd be getting all of that for free. And you know that's, that's crazy when you think about it. And that's not the only case we've had where we've seen that. So it, you know, it ranges from inconvenient for merchants when their codes leak to, I would say, morally questionable. Like I always tell the story of, I would never walk into a restaurant and tell the server that I'm, I'm an active duty army member to get 20% off my meal. I feel that that would be wrong to do. But for some reason, people do that digitally with these extensions. 
And then, you know, so it ranges to morally questionable to to downright very, very damaging when you think about yeah. these 100% off codes. So that's kind of the problem. And then the one thing I would add to that is, is another way this problem manifests is for e-commerce companies that do any kind of affiliate marketing. If you're giving your affiliates codes and they're getting paid on a percentage of the sales based on the usage of those codes, if those codes lead to coupon extensions all of a sudden, you're going to be cutting a much larger check to your affiliate than they really have earned because it's the coupon extension that's sharing the code, not the affiliate. Oh, so wow. you can see where that would start to compound this, this, and get really This damaging. really can become very expensive. Yes. Especially if the affiliate program is led to a lifetime uh, commission for the affiliate, which is often in place. Um this can be very ex expensive. And you used such extensions yourself um, in Chrome because you didn't know about all that. Yeah, um, I mean... And you made the experience. Yeah, you just, as a shopper, you just think you're yeah. getting a bargain and it sounds great. And But yeah. I think most shoppers aren't aware. And I'd like to believe that if shoppers understood how the extensions functioned and the damage they can do to these businesses, that they would think twice about using them. And uh, the the analogy I would make is to... Napster back when it first started. You know, when Napster began, we all thought, this is great. We can share music with each other yeah. and it's free. But then people started to become aware of the damage it would do to the creators of the music. And, and a lot of people stopped using it. And I feel like we live at a time right now when with COVID and, and everything that's happened because of it, businesses are really struggling. And going online is one of the few ways that they can survive. And if we make it harder for them to do that, if we take their control away of their own you know, revenue and of, the, of their discount codes, that just damages them even more. And so I feel like for people who want to see their favorite retailers stick around and survive long-term, this is a, a really important thing to be aware of. Absolutely. And I really, really liked your analogy um, with the uh, restaurant. Uh, that you never would claim to be an ex-military and uh, get a 20% discount because of that. I really, really like that. Um, and yeah, I, I need to agree. So um, uh, I, I see not, not only coupon codes, there are so many ways uh, that people are abusing e-commerce, not thinking about uh, what what's happening. So we, we see also a lot of people that are just um, trying to get goods, let's say a big TV, yeah, um, for the next um, uh, football um, uh, game to see it on a good screen and then send it back because, um, yeah, it's possible by law, at least here in Europe, uh, we need to guarantee a 14-day um, uh, return period by law and there's nothing you can do about it. So, um, and this is really something that is getting more and more abused. And um, we see a lot of, 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 of things like that especially because of Amazon, um, because they're giving such a great customer experience and they really go, customer is number one, customer rules, customer always has the right. And so um, we, we guide those customers in a direction that is not good for businesses anymore, I think. And coupons is the next step. So even for me, it was something new that I didn't, uh, didn't know about. And this is really affecting. Do you think that you are expanding your um, great plugin uh, also for other e-commerce um, stores? We absolutely have that in the plan. Um, you know, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, our first priority was to really make sure we got it right 
with one platform. And we happen to yeah. choose Shopify Plus because that's an mm-hmm. easy platform to build for. Um, and to also understand the implications of it because rightfully so, a lot of merchants, when they, even if they have this problem, they, they are concerned about what blocking coupons will do to their conversion rates. And yep. so we've seen, we've, we've really begun to collect enough data to see that, that it doesn't hurt them uh, in fact, the benefits that, uh, that you that you reap in terms of increased profit margins outweigh the any any reduction in conversion rate. Um, and now that we've been able to to essentially have that proof of concept, uh, we're we're now going and looking at how we can expand to other platforms. So. Perfect. How much do you charge? What's your uh, what's your benefit? For, what's your earnings um, for 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 using the platform? So it, it depends on the number of orders that you process a month in your store. Yeah. Right now, because we're specific to Shopify Plus, our pricing starts at 249 US dollars a month. Yeah. And then it kind of, there's a variable amount based on number of orders. Uh, my expectation is that as we expand into other platforms, um, one of the things in our roadmap is we'd like to introduce a self-service version where mm-hmm. you can download the script, install it on your site. You know, you don't need really almost any interaction with us to do so. And when we have that, I expect that we will have a lower price tier that makes it more accessible to smaller e-commerce mm-hmm. stores. And I should note that if somebody's interested in this and they're not on Shopify Plus, we are building a wait list so that like, if you come to our site and you say, I'm interested, but I'm Magento or I'm Big Commerce, we're keeping lists of those people so that as soon as we do expand to those platforms, we will be able to email you and notify you that it's opening up for that. Yeah, that's perfect. Great. And uh, yeah, I only can recommend those store owners to really go and visit your site uh, and see and see if this is something... Uh, that they need. If you have a lot of coupon codes in your store, um, then it might be very interesting to get a, such a service. Um, now, tell me a bit about your automations. Is automation something you frequently need in your company? Oh boy! I mean, I'm a big believer in automation. Uh, yeah. You know, I've, I've been um, having been in this field for a long time. I I use a lot of marketing automation. I, in fact. I used to, when I had my agency, we were one of the earliest HubSpot partners, actually. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And I spent you know a long time as a member of their channel program. I'm a big believer in, in that platform as well as a number of other ones. Uh, you know, there's different, different platforms that serve the needs of different businesses based on your size and your team's ability to use them. But I think it, it can do tremendous things for a business in terms of... Uh, enabling you to uh, punch above your weight class is how I would put it. (laughs) What would be your focus the next uh, 12 months in terms of operations? Oh boy. Um, You know, for me, I I came in uh, when this company had just gotten its Series A round of funding. And so I'm the first head of marketing. I'm building a team and, and... my biggest priority is establishing a repeatable, scalable funnel for customer acquisition. Yeah. And so I'm really doing that from scratch. I have to build out the full tech stack. I have to build out the team of people. I need to d- determine and build out the processes that we're going to follow. So there's a lot of work to do, but I personally like that. I used to own my own business and this feels as close as you can get to building a business within a business uh, You know, while working for for a company that you don't own. So awesome. Um, 
Yeah, uh, this is maybe the most interesting question because you have um, a master in business and marketing. But who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career? Oh boy. You know, the person that I follow online, who <laughs> I've followed for a long time, is Dave Gerhardt, who is the chief marketing officer at Privy which is one of the largest marketing and sales apps in the Shopify marketplace. Yeah. Um, I had the good fortune to meet him several years ago when he was head of marketing at Drift. And um, I actually... I have my own podcast on marketing and, and I got to interview him early on. Um, and so I've really watched his career. And he went, he went over to Privy not having had a ton of experience in e-commerce. And that's kind of, you know I didn't have a lot of experience I had some and so it, my my career has has paralleled his in some respects and it's and so I've watched really closely what he's done and he's a prolific content creator who does a lot online about you know sharing how he's going about going to market and what works and what doesn't so he's a great perfect one. yeah thank you very much for that um, and thank you very much for your time it was really uh, very interesting to talk to you about this problem actually that I did not even was aware of um, that it exists and if um, store owners if you listen to that um, if you have the situation that you have unexpected coupon redemptions in your card um, your newsletter list is not growing but you always give the newsletter discount yes and it's time to reach out uh, to clean.io and check out if your card is available and really try and uh, find a solution for that. Um, I, I can really imagine that this could definitely harm a business with a lot of, of, of money that you're losing just because of coupon codes that are not, um, not, not, not correctly set. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Good luck. Thanks, Norbert. Stay safe. Bye-bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.